Willie Gay Jr. You're listening to the official broadcast partner of the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. KCSP Kansas City, WDAFHD2 Liberty, always live on the free Odyssey app. And welcome back, 7 o'clock hour after hours. No dust man tonight, Jay Binkley. James producing the operation. In James, City. is that right? James. Hello, James. James, meet Nibbins. Hello. What's up, buddy? How oh, are you? I'm well, man. How are you this evening? Uh, hanging in there. Hanging yeah? In there. How long have you been behind a glass? Uh, what? It's been uh, three, four months. Three, four days. That's it. Guys three, got it down. Months. Oh, months. Excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> uh, James has been here for a minute. Welcome James aboard. Yeah, uh, Nibbins and I used to do the beer segment mm. about this time. About uh, this time. Friday, God. Each Friday back when we... We we still need to organize it to go out. You got I, your own beer now. You I, got I, your own blend. Well, I, I definitely, yeah, we did that. I, 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 I didn't make it. I got to shout out Mark at Red Sash for putting, putting it together. But I know John up at three halves really misses us. In fact, I sent you that picture with uh, him and him and uh, Rodney. His food, man. Yeah, he he I made a, he it. made a list for a top ten barbecue joints in I Kansas City. I think Kansas City Mag, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. There's a couple names in there. Scott's Kitchen, no Scott. Yeah, oh, he's a great guy. So I I do think that we just have to organize it between our busy schedules and uh, and try and go out to any because I know there's a couple of new breweries that are opening up and there's also you know um, you know there's like. There's places I want to check back into. It's been a while, so we just have to figure out when we can put it all together between uh, you know, your flamboyant playboy lifestyle and, <laughs> and me married with children. If you ever wanted, I brought this up before, but do you ever wanted to do on like a, because on Christmas for like, I don't know, the last 20 years, uh-huh. we brought in barbecue. Yeah. And we go get it the night before. Yeah. And- the smokehouse usually because I, I I've been eating smokehouse ever since high school football man I mean, yeah right I mean, it's Northland tradition I've been just going there forever but it's an all star deal where you go get the ribs from one place the burn oh, ends from okay another. okay but I'm not kidding because everybody specializes in, yeah so yeah everybody you ask will say well the beans are better so and so right or, right the ribs right. are better so and so cheesy corns better, better over here so-and-so. yeah yeah just an all star but it take a little time to do it you mm-hmm. probably need some help like hey you go get these four places right. and I'll go get these. That sounds like a hell of a lot of fun. I think that's a hell of a meal. Star lineup like all, that. Yeah, all star. You think Andy Reid does that? <laughs> that's an all star barbecue, probably, probably. So, do you have like? I mean, you are, you've already you can clear. You've clearly been. Work- I'm not picky though. You've clearly been working on this though. I'm not you, picky, you've been- but I do have my favorite spot. I'm not gonna bring them up because okay. you don't do that in this town. Yeah, no, 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 isolate no. one. No, you, that's, that's like trying to name your favorite child, and you've got, you don't do that and you got eight of them. In this <laughs> town, you like them all, man. You like them all? They're all great. They're all, I love each and every one of them. The Chiefs play that game all the time when people ask them because uh-huh. they have certain barbecue that mm-hmm. comes in there. They're, they're good playing the playing the game. Cause you don't want to, you don't want to make someone mad. Yeah, you don't. I mean, and, and really, like honestly, though, I do I like think, them all. I do. Like I think, them all. I think music and beer and barbecue are all completely subjective to where it's it's in the eye of the the beer holder, if you will. See what I did there? Dad yeah, joke. I saw that. Little dad joke. So uh, obviously, you've well, you're been dad now. So multi times, by three times, thrice, thrice. James has five. Well, what are you doing, dude? I got a, I got a, I got a, uh, uh, a vasectomy after three. Hey, I've got one planned about a month out, so oh, good. taking care of that. Yeah, I'll show you the before. I'll show you the after picture. You uh, got six on the way? No, no, no. no, no, he's, no, got no. A, he's got a vasectomy planned. Oh, I got you. I got snip, you. snip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I mean, I can't imagine. I can't imagine fielding a, a bat. I got a power trio, right? Like uh, Nirvana, Rush, sure. if you will. Uh, but I can't imagine fielding a basketball team. That's just too much. Well, you've been all over the building, Nivens. I have. Uh, you, you typically are. You always have been ever since I've known you. You're uh, multidimensional. Although I had never heard you on the wolf. I, uh, I, they, believe it or not, there's actually a voice drop they use of mine that, <laughs> yeah, what happened was and something like that. Heard I got 610 a lot, but not the wolf. Done that. Uh, I did also, when we were talking about the, uh, the suicide prevention walk last weekend, How'd I that did go? Uh, really good. good. Uh, new, new location out in Grandview at the amphitheater out there and, um, uh, really good turnout. Uh, but I did uh, sit down and, and chat with uh, uh, Nikki and Gavsky over on uh, The Point during their morning show. And uh, obviously next door at KMBZ and, and, uh, and the bread and butter, 98.9 The Rock. So, the Rock. yeah, man, it's fun. I love radio, personally. Like it's, and then you it's, come hang out in the AM side of me. I, yeah, I like you know? it a little dirty old school. That's what I like, Although man. it's basically on HD2 now. It's nice. It's a, did you hear that uh, AM radio gives you a boner? I did not hear that. You didn't hear that? No. Where did, where did, that, like the New York Post where did that come from? Well, no, because Gold was talking about it. 
Alex Gold said the words AM radio gives you a boner. I don't know if you use those words. <laughs> here, here's what, here's what, here's the New York Post. Kurt, I can't, see, I can't see Kirk Cousins. I can't see Kirk Cousins lookalike saying that. Here's the headline. This is why sports radio can help you. Uh, zapping your thing with AM radio waves can help fight erectile dysfunction in a study. Um, it says scientists have been unsheathed an electrifying <laughs> new treatment for erectile dysfunction. That's reportedly than popping a little pill. Oh, uh, radio waves. I'll be damned. New research published in the International Journal of Impetus Research <laughs> suggests that self-administered low I have a monthly subscription to that one. Sure. Zaps to the Wong could be effective wow. for ED treatment. So, so I've been doing nothing but, but listening to bring the old school yeah. radio. The app, I don't think the app works. I think I got to have the radio. Right. So here's the problem. Like you're either going to be listening, you're going to be trying to get it on with your missus. Uh, but not tell t- James this. Here's, here's the problem: you're either listening to two two nincompoops babble on about sports. You're going to listen to praise Jesus. He come down from up high. Or it's going to you know or, people or, are driving around. We're helping them out. Or, or it's going to be like it's like the uh, the handful of uh, Spanish speaking stations over there. It's like pick your. I would probably go with the Spanish speaking uh, because I feel like that music could potentially be like an aphrodisiac. My neighbor leaves his, his radio on outside all day and all night. I think it's like because he's like damn gentrification, right? So he leaves it on one of the Spanish speaking stations. And I every day I feel like it's around 11 a.m. It is the Spanish version. It's just instrumental of it's Lowrider, right? And I'm like, man, I love that song. It's got I, I kind of can do a time check every time I hear it now. But it is interesting. Also, he says <laughs> when used at lower frequencies, the radio frequency creates, <laughs> uh, due to the interaction between molecules and ions, triggering structural changes <laughs> and the creation of collagen and elastic fibers. Now, here's what it says. Okay. Over over the course of two months and 12 treatments, 32 study participants, age 41 to 78, self-treated with radio waves. <laughs> Out- outcomes were evaluated using a questionnaire. One month after treatment, 20 of the men completed follow-up. Researchers found that 50% of patients achieved normal erectile function okay. after treatment, and 11 of those reported significantly improved sexual function. Three, however, reported ill benefits. So just three. So just make sure you write your congressman and congresswoman so and tell them not to, to get rid of AM yeah, radio. If you're listening to sports radio, <laughs> you Brown chicken, brown cow. You're kind of fired up, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, baby, I got a radio hey. on. Talk Chiefs. Big gone at night. You know what that means, baby. This is now it's James, right? I thought of all oh, you've this, heard of this. James. This is where you're you're really missing the boat on the on the producer side of it. We need that sexy music bed that's in there somewhere. You can just type in porn bed inside of the. Uh, I don't the, know if James knows that file yet. We gotta we gotta get him on. It's okay. It's all right. We, oh, chicka, bum, bum. <laughs> brown chicken, brown cow. <laughs> <laughs> where where did this? come from oh yeah you're I, I don't know we were bringing it up because am radio you know you're over here with us on am radio it's you, nice you like the chiefs a lot you listen to a lot of the post game shows and everything did you have to listen last night i did not because uh, i knew that i was up early this morning with uh getting the high schooler off and, and at the school and all that so i had my beers watched the game went ahead and just shut it down because i know what would happen to me is i'd end up staying up way too late listening to everything uh-huh. and it's like i gotta get to bed but you'd get a stiffy <laughs> Again, when you have the children like I have, and James, I don't know how James finds the time to have done it in the past, but there's you don't there's not a lot of freedom betwixt me and my wife to be alone. First of all, the baby, hey, baby, I got the radio. The, the 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 youngest, the baby, the girl, she'll be two next month. She's still breastfeeding, right? And then you got uh, the boy who will be six in February, but he's neurospicy, so that's like a whole thing in in and of itself. And you got a teenager, and you just got to work with her uh, because she's a teenager and in high school, and things are going great. But it's like the alone time for mom and dad. Pfft, I don't know when. I don't know when we. Could, it, it's you're sneaking. You're sneaking things anymore. You're just like sneaking. Do you ever wonder things. why dad had the radio with him? To help him out with his yeah, erectile dysfunction, probably. No pills back then. No, yeah. pills, no pills back then. Yeah, it was just, a, what was it, like horny goat wheat or whatever it was back. You get him at the, the convenience store nowadays. But anyway, this is subject, separate, but I heard Alex talking about this. Okay. And so I was like, well, this is interesting. And then you love radio. And yeah. You love the history. You love radios. I do. I, I'm, I'm, do you collect the radios? I have a whole bunch radios? of them, yeah. I'm, little I'm a, did you know. I'm a geek about that little stuff. Little did you know. So what did you think in regards – I know you probably already talked about it. What did you think about some of the uh, tomfoolery last night that we saw on the field? Some of the, <laughs> some of the plays – because, again, I've heard you mention this. Yeah. When, they, when they do a little bit of ballyhoo, right, and it works, everyone's like, Andy Reid's a genius. Yeah. Guy's a genius. 
When it doesn't work, it's like, ah, for F's sake, knock it off. I, I, I don't like it. And I'll tell you, I like percentages. I like okay. playing poker. I like yeah. the fact, okay, what gives you a better chance to get a first down? It's Mahomes. Right. And taking the ball out of his hand, which I think they did three different times yesterday when they had Kadarius throw it, the Kadarius run it. Then they had the uh, tush push. Yeah. Fourth and two. That, that play bothered me the most. And Andy Reid even said after the game, he wish he could take that one back. Because you were essentially running the brotherly shove with behind James Winchester. Yeah, yeah. A 209-pound long snapper. Right. Instead of Creed Humphrey over 300 pounds, your center. If you're sure, going to do that. Sure, sure. And fourth and two is a little bit too long to do it. But I will say this, and I brought this up last night and brought the question. said, we getting spoiled? Like, are we getting yeah, spoiled in this yeah. town? Because <laughs> I had James Palmer from NFL Network. said, all right, you know, how strange is this what's going on? The Chiefs are 39 straight games into either winning or not losing by more than four. Uh-huh. In this league, in this state, that's insane. Yeah. Because it hasn't been done since 1940 to 42. When the Whole Bears different did, time. The Whole Bears different did time third, Yes, it is. Yeah. I mean, you're talking, you know, before World War II. I mean, it actually before it started. It's more rugby. There's more was, rugby ball than it was, it was football. Yeah. yeah. It started, what, 41? And, but 42, yeah. the Bears, and then the 65 to 67 Packers, and you haven't seen it. But they've gone 39. It's climbing. It was yeah. 34. The previous circuit, it's climbing. Yeah. If they do it against Chargers, it'll be a 40. But they don't – Mahomes only has three games where he's lost by more than one score. Yeah. That's that, that, insane. It's absurd. Yeah. They have, ele- they have 11 straight seasons of a five-game winning streak. Uh-huh. The previous record in the NFL was seven. Yeah. And they've got 11. That's the mark of consistency. So, when I brought this up, I said, okay, I know you're upset with the, sh- the short yardage, which I am too. Yeah. And, yeah. And the receivers, you want their bad bet. Because I've been screaming about this team needing receivers since last spring. Yeah, I know that. Because I feel like they need I've heard to, that. I don't want the porch in the garage without gas. Right, right. You know, I want it drivable. Yeah. And uh, so it, it bothered me. But then I thought about it. I was okay. They did They did cover a 10.5-point spread in the NFL. <laughs> and they looked like crap. Yeah. And they were 1-5 and five in the red zone. Okay. Yeah. I said, okay. But they were converting um, red zones in 63%. That was 7th yeah. in the NFL. Yeah. 12-19, they've scored touchdowns. Right. In the red zone, so that's good for seventh in the NFL, so top third. Right. When the Chiefs get there, they're converting. And they're number one on third down conversions at 51%. Third and one, no, but third and five. Maybe they sure. should all start and be third and six. Yeah. Because you know, here's the funny thing about them. In the NFL going into last night's game, yeah, the Chiefs have converted the most third and 15s with four. Yeah. The rest of the league combined, the 31 other teams, have only done it 11 times. Okay. And the Chiefs have done it four times. Like, okay. They're really good on third and long situations. But I thought, okay. But going but, back, but going I, back I, to I my think initial. I think expect greatness. I think people yeah. should. Because yeah. the Chiefs have changed how you think about them. Uh-huh. And that's a good thing. But, but I mean, I think I am, I think I am okay with seeing some, some bag of tricks, especially in a game where you don't. Like, I never felt like it, it got out of hand. You know, like when you, when you, when you were going like, man, they, they should have done a little bit better. Obviously, like I feel like they should have steamrolled them by a couple of touchdowns, a couple more touchdowns than what we got. But it's, oh, 100%. It, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't I think. Same I, with the Jets. I think a lot of people noticed that too. Like, man, we, we should have been in there at touchdown. We should have at least 21 extra points. Because we were so close to getting TDs, you know, what, three times inside of there? Like, they put the Bears away. You just wanted to put teams yeah, away, Yeah, but, but, but it was... Let's relax. Let's, right. breathe, let's breathe in. That's what I wanted, and I and I think, like... The but, ratings are crazy, by the way. He's up 57% yeah. from me. But at least, like, maybe you'd kind of work on a few of these to see how well they would work. I think, you know, the the fake, the, the, like you talked about, putting... Uh, putting um, uh, was it Blake Bell uh, up uh, up behind Winchester, Noah, or is it um was it uh what's his name? They used Noah Gray. Noah Blake Gray, Bell, excuse me. Both of them, but like, but I, two yards behind a two hundred nine pound center. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, snappers. like I, I do, I do, I do appreciate what you're saying. James Winchester, but that's not his. But like, if you're thing. gonna if you're gonna do that, yeah, have have Creed Humphrey in there, have him, you know, and Creed's one of the best in the league, if not the best. Because I do think, and and I do think we saw it last night when you give when you give that the offensive line, a chance to open up holes and make things happen for the running backs. They do a great, I, I think they do. I think Pacheco does good. I think Clyde Edwards Delaire does good. You know, I think that uh, McKinnon does good. Except on third and one. Except, well, I mean, that's the thing is like, how do you get over that hump? Cause I think once you get over that hump, then we're, you know what I mean? Like we have to get over that hump. And then once we do, we're, we're finally over it and we, and we can make something happen from it. The text line wanted to know who the uh, next closest was because the Chiefs have 11 straight years of five-game winning streak. So five-game winning streak mixed in there. Uh, they've done 11 times in a row. Frisco, 89-95, to 95, had seven 
Indy had seven between 03 and 09, so seven straight years. Geez, okay. 11 straight. It's the market. A consistency. When everybody spends the same amount of money, it's insane right. what they're doing. But we'll take a time out. We come back. I want to talk about this defense for a minute. Yeah, definitely. Like, are you ready to start talking about defense? You've been talking about it for a minute. Let's talk about some defense. Okay. Hey, welcome back. Happy Friday. Jay Binkley with you. The dust man tonight. James producing the operation. Jason Nivens. Or Nibbins, as you know, and yeah. the Rock and others. Yeah, he's been on what three stage text line points out. You've been on three stages today. today. Yeah, I, I was uh, on KMBZ next door. I was obviously down the hall on ninety eight nine the Rock, and here I am with you on six ten. Welcome to AM. Welcome to AM. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Eight one six says Trent McDuffie at the Lee Summit North football game tonight. There, that's cool. With Lee Summit West, Lee Summit North. I mean, it's a great night for high school football. I mentioned the weather. It's, it finally it, feels like fall. I was say, it's bit. chilly out there, isn't it? And it's it? getting darker sooner. Dude, totally getting darker sooner. I like that. Um, You're getting ready to fall back as well, pal. The weather yeah. people didn't get it right because James said he got some rain out in Belton last night. I didn't see any rain. We got a little bit in downtown. We got a little sprinkle this morning sprinkle, when I headed out. But it's not like I mean, downpour. Yeah, no, no, no. Just a little sprinkle. Yeah, 53 out there right now according to uh, whatever it is online here in Shawnee Mission, Kansas. That's right. That's right. Uh, defensively, this is fun. Yeah, uh, it's like the heyday when when DT was out uh-huh. there with Smith and stuff, but they didn't have an offense. Like they didn't have a quarterback like Mahomes to go with it. Right, and it is kind of fun. It's different. You got to find different ways to win. Like last year was about bringing in rookies and having them play and building up this defense, like yeah. he's been doing in the draft uh, with uh, all the concentrated defensive picks. But to have a defense and then pair it with that crowd, yeah, it just goes. Just it's, like, it's like peanut butter and chocolate. Goes so there, hard. Like Reese's, Pe- Reese's peanut butter cups. You know, I mean, it's like the perfect combination. To have that crowd and to have this defense. But this defense, you know, it's been steadily showing some signs where you're thinking, okay, I like the direction this defense is going. Uh, last year, they were 12th in total defense. Year before, 27th, mm-hmm. then 16th, and 17th, and 31st. Okay. According to this thing I'm seeing on the Twitter right now, it's fourth. Is that right? Fourth in the NFL? They're fifth in total defense. Second in points against, which is insane oh to think. Of. Now keep in mind, there's a lot of teams that haven't played, obviously, because it's the beginning of the weekend, so the sample right. size is different. But the buys started too, so everything kind of gets out of whack. Because last week is when the NFL uh, kind of started uh, bye weeks, but they were 16th in scoring last year, eighth the year before, tenth the year before, seventh the year before that, and 23rd before that. So they spent about three <laughs> years before last year in the top ten in scoring defense. That's the only thing that matters: how much the other team scores. Yeah. But you put Mahomes out there for more uh, more opportunities and good things happen. But this is – I asked James uh, Palmer from NFL Network. I was like, are people starting to talk about this finally? But now that they're over the whole right. Chiefs are lucky because of the calls deal, are you talking about how good this defense is? Because you'll hear the broadcasters mention it from time to time, like, oh, this defense is playing better. Yeah. This defense is playing better than before. This is, this playing is lights the second-ranked scoring defense in the NFL right now. They were third in sacks as we sit right now. This defense is playing completely different. Then you're like, oh, boy. So yeah. now you have Mahomes with this defense. What's going to happen? Because we saw the Patriots in their dynasty yeah. go great defense, yep. great offense, yep. back to great defense. We yep. saw them go back and forth, up and down. I think, I mean, I, you know, everyone, well, not everyone, you would you would uh, enjoy a lot of as social media mumbo-jumbo about, like, ah, oh, the Kansas City cheats. They just got to, you know, they got the refs in it their pocket. Nuts, and then, but nuts. then nuts. You got it. That that question. That was a questionable uh, uh, roughing the passer call that led it. That led to the, the touchdown given up right last night. Yeah, it was third and five. And that was Mike a, Edward, he had to award to land. I hate. I mean, what are, you, what are you going to do? By, by, what are you, I mean, what are you going to do? You in can't that do anything about it. And not only that, he's he's a little over two hundred pounds. Right. The little rule was set up for three hundred and fifty pounders landing on a quarterback, not two hundred pound safeties. Right. Doing it. it drove me nuts. It was third and five. It's what culminated in Denver getting that touchdown. But here's the thing: if that happens against Mahomes. Yeah. And they draw a penalty on that. Yeah. That is front page. That is talked sure. about on the NFL Network. That's talked about on ESPN Live. It's talked about on Twitter. Like, oh, the Chiefs are getting lucky again. Right. Am I right or what? Because no, I it's, guarantee it's, you people are talking about that. If it's Mahomes, but they won't talk about it because it doesn't fit the narrative. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, we we did witness, we lived through this. We witnessed this conversation happen as well with the Patriots when they were on their you know heyday of a run. And Cheaters, it was, yeah, they actually did cheat though. With the, but, the Chiefs are not filming people, right? But I mean, you know, and, and there was there was a God, there was a play also too last night where I was watching. I think it was Carl Loftus, like when he when he combined it with Jones to get that sack. If you watch that video, he is getting just 
just jacked, like yanked on by the by the horse collar almost by offensive linemen that couldn't hold him up, and he's fought his way through. So there are a lot of missed calls that are happening. There's a lot of, like, clearly gimme calls for, like, okay, like, that was a little, you gave it to him or whatever. But I think overall, when you do look at the facts, the, the Chiefs are one of the most penalized teams in the NFL, are they not? They- Usually are. It's a little bit down this year, uh, the penalties wise, but they're they're typically one of the uh, top penalized teams. Uh, it is down at this point. I haven't looked at it today. What it was, I looked at it uh, before going into the season. But right now, the Chiefs have forty penalties. Okay, number one is the Carolina Panthers with forty one. The Chiefs are number two. Okay, so in the NFL in penalties. <laughs> so like, I mean, it's kind they, of hard. They're the second most penalized team in all the National Football League, and by one, by one, it, by chi- one. The Chiefs the, have by- more penalty yards than any team in the National Football League with three fifty. Keep in mind the bye weeks have started, right? So now teams have had them. So they obviously they've played an extra game, so right. that would. But, but teams on bye weeks would even this stuff, stuff out, but. There is no team in the National Football League with more penalty yards than the Chiefs. I just think that we're, that what we're seeing is but is they're a, lucky, man. No one yeah, calls anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we are seeing uh, a definite uh, needing to iron out, you know, sort of phase in the offense in terms of okay, let's really flesh this out. Like who is now that Watson's down? Who knows how long he's going to be gone for? Not to say that Justin Watson was a premier number one receiver, but he definitely, I think, was reliable for Mahomes. Right? He he provided, I think, some reliability for him. I think you're going to see more from Rasheed Rice. I mean, you, we saw him last night, man. He pulled down only, what, four catches but got 72 yards? That's big. Well, you're a big baseball guy. And a, you, you know, major league managers will say, well, I don't know my – because media will ask him, who's your sixth, seventh, and eighth? Yeah, games? right. So typically, you guys don't know their closers. Right. And they'll say, ask me in a month. Ask yeah. me as we get closer to June. Yeah. So you find out who wants the ball, who wants those innings. Right. And it, I feel that the same way with receivers. Like, who's going to be the guy stepping up? And right now, it's Rasheed Rice. It is Rasheed Rice. And I, and I know Moore pulled down a couple balls last night, and he looked pretty good. I think that there's – it's not – not yet. I think that's – I think that, MVS has been non-existent. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. And he's 6'4 and runs yeah, 4 yeah, I don't know what's going on there because you kind of need him to show up like he did that one game last year when he was the number one because everybody else was gone. You know, but like more, I I feel like more is like he, it, it's still simmering a little bit. Like it, it's not quite ready yet. Like let's just keep letting it, you know, kind of percolate a little bit. But I think Rice is ready to go. I think he's shown that. I think by by what happened last night, that was great. Um, I know that we all have huge uh, wants and hopes and dreams and aspirations for uh, for Tony, and I and I hope that he can get back into that that place where you're definitely like this dude is fast. He can, he can explode it and, and make something happen in a game. So, I mean, you know, yeah, the number one dude is, is Kelsey. Well, they're starting right? to give him more opportunities. And yeah. here's his snap count percentage uh, since week one against Detroit, 31% of the snaps, then down to 18% of the snaps the week after Then up to 51%. Who's this? The, Who's this? Rasheed Rice. Okay. And then down to 46%, then down to 30% against the Vikings. Okay. You know, he makes the best out of his, yeah. when he's out there. This week it went up to forty nine percent. Okay, that probably needs to climb up to eighty five percent or more. Right. To be honest with you, but he had that knock on him coming out of the draft. He drops the ones he should catch and make sure. And he had, he had he had a couple of those in and the again, preseason. He had like ninety seven catches his last year at SMU. <laughs> Nearest to him was like thirty eight. Meaning he yeah. does everything. It's kind of like Mahomes at Texas Tech. Like they, these guys did everything. Right. And that's a draftable person when you look at it and say, All right, how much did the team rely on him? Right. Yeah. I want that guy. Yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be really – now, here's the question. But right? yards after catch, this guy's amazing. Do we – two things, I guess, it's, and I think I already know the answer to one of the questions, but we'll keep on the offensive side of things. Will they pick up a wide receiver that's out there, or will they go after somebody, do you think? Do you think that you'll see that happening? I, I don't know. Frank Clark's the guy I can't see. Well, but I was, that's why I said but, but I'm going to stick with – because you know I was going to ask that, but I'm going to stick with offense. I don't know at this point. You're gonna get Hollywood Brown. You're gonna get right. enough guys like that, kind of that that body type and style. Uh, they already have that type. Um, I wish they would have done it in the off season. Sure, obviously they didn't have the money, yeah, the money to do it at that point. They were pressed up against uh, the salary cap at that point. But I know that they like the chemistry being built and the guys working with Mahomes down in Texas and you know building that chemistry up and you know just hoping your quarterback can elevate the talent around them. Which you go back to what 2019. Yeah. For six weeks of the season, the Chiefs had six different leading receivers right. before it was all Kelsey and Hill the rest of the way. Yeah. And I think that's happening right now. I mean, this is take re- remove Kelsey's numbers. I think you're, you are seeing that. I know at least every week when I watch the game, they always point out like, 
Mahomes has hit six different receivers thus far. He's hit seven different receivers thus far or 11 or whatever it is. And I think when you, when you, as long as that ground game stays strong and we really, I think take right. Cause for so long, it was always like, you know, he's going to air it out. He's going to air it out. He's going to air it out. And then, and then they took away Mahomes airing it out. And so then he had to adjust how he played to hitting things more underneath. Now they're starting to adjust that. So work that ground game. I mean, if you pick up four or five or six yards, a carry running the ball, just, you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit, it's a little different than what Reed's done in the past. Right. Cause he's always been about airing it out with not just Mahomes, but like looking over the quarterbacks he's had over the years. But if you get that ground game solid with Pacheco McKinnon and Clyde Edwards Hilaire, and maybe some, some, some tomfoolery, if you will, you know, with the receivers coming in and taking a pitch and all that. Then I think that's I think that just opens up the potential for that that air game to work out. Bless you. It's an it's an opportunity for this uh, offense to get right because you know Denver is a thirty second ranked defense. Right. And again, as Gold and I were talking about, that's fine. On paper, the Chiefs would have waxed the Denver. They would have completely destroyed them. But these games aren't played in paper, and typically rivalry games are a little bit closer. Yeah. Than what you think. Thirty second ranked defense. Uh, L.A. By the way. A very good offense, top five offense, but their defense is almost as bad. Well, not, I mean, Denver gives up 440 yards a game. Uh-huh. Number 31 ranked defense is the Chargers, who the Chiefs play next, giving up 400 yards, 404 yards, which is, you know, a good 36 yards difference in Denver. But for three straight weeks, the Chiefs will be playing the 32nd ranked defense, the 31st ranked defense, and then the 32nd ranked defense again in Denver. But the Chargers defense has been terrible. There's only two teams in the NFL that give up over 400 yards a game, and the Chiefs have them three straight weeks. And the Broncos last night, the Chargers next week, and then the Broncos after that. I mean, you look at total yards from last night, 389 for the uh, for, for obviously the Chiefs, 293 passing, and four yards shy of 100 on the rushing. That's pretty good, pretty good numbers, right? Like, isn't that pretty solid numbers right there? The rushing yards probably needed to go up. It yeah. helped having Mahomes added in with what the thirty-one yards because he didn't run at all against the Vikings. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that you're looking at. I mean, you got seven penalties for eighty-four yards. We dominated time of possession by thirty-five, uh, almost thirty-six minutes. That's what happens when you run. You know, I think that's kind of stick with that for a minute and see how that works out. Don't you think? I mean, I would like to see it running. I think Pacheco can be a guy that takes over a game. He did have 115 yards a couple weeks ago. I think he's capable. Of, he's a home run threat. Yeah. That speed is ridiculous. And the power, too. I mean, that that dude does run. They talk about it last year. He runs angry, man. And that's a guy that I I think is is going to be difficult, especially as he stays healthy in the long run, to, you know, to, to take down on a, on a regular basis. Because what is he? How, how, how big is that guy? Six? Okay, so he's five ten. Runs two, a four three seven. About two twenty. He's a, he's a that's a pretty good size, pretty good size cat man coming at you. I like it. I like I like where we're at. Is there cause for alarm right now that the offense isn't you know every game dropping fifty? Eh, I don't think so. I think it's a different. I think it's a different different offense this year. What do you have more confidence in if the offense sort of hot and the defense is slow? And you say, well, the defense will come around. Because you don't know, because it hasn't really done that before. Or do you, would you rather say, okay, it's great to have the defense like this? The offense will start slowly I, coming along. I would rather be where we're at now, okay. absolutely, because because it's nice to know and have that trust and belief in a defense. When, for example, you know, going back to Mahomes' first year as a starter, you know, it's just shootout after shootout after shootout, and you're just like, man, if our D could just stop him one time. You know, we this we'd be there. We'd be in the dance, and 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 I think now that you you are seeing like you've talked about a top five defense that the that the Chiefs have, and what that could potentially lead for us in the long run of this. I, mean, I thought they'd be a top ten, but uh, sitting here at top five, that's nice. I didn't think I'd be saying that. You didn't think so? I know you've Not been top saying top five, top ten. I thought they could be a top ten. I, I know, thought this would be Mahomes' best defense. I knew that. I knew you've been saying that for for Chris a while. Jones obviously would help, but they're yeah. a little bit nervous with that. With you know, they could be a player or not. I mean, how about that? The guy comes back, misses the first game, and he's had a sack in every single game since then. Team record. That's bonkers. Does, do you think he? You think he has sustainability? Every game he pulls down a sack. Do you think he'll be Remember able to we do were, that? What ten, eleven in a row, something like that, a couple of years ago? It wasn't at the beginning of the year, but during the season, he had right. ten or eleven in a row. He, Chris Jones, amazing, and not only that, 
But you're getting really the biggest offseason acquisition, Charles Menehue, back this yeah. week after suspension. So you get Charles Menehue back in the equation. Just makes his defense better. And if Frank Clark ends up being back with the Chiefs, you're so not let's, expecting a lot during he's got two tackles this year. Right. But he's number two, three all excuse me, three all time in postseason sacks. He could help this team because he became more of a coach off the field last year when he was in, when he was with this team, especially with Carl Loftus. And that's and that's the thing too. We all know the news that he was cut from uh, the Broncos today. Took a pay cut and then got cut. Do you think that he tomorrow when he hits the wires? Do you think that the the team he chooses is the Chiefs? And do you think the Chiefs bring him in? Well, a lot of people think that. It seems to be. With, it seems to be the rumor. Yeah, a lot of people think he would come in relatively cheap. It'd be less than seven hundred thousand. Yeah, for the rest of the year, the team loves him. Jones loves him. Andy Reid likes him a ton. The locker room likes him. So it's the culture of the Chiefs. They're not going to bring somebody in that doesn't fit. It's like Terrell Suggs when he came in a few years ago. Right. Because the guys all respect him. Right. Like he just comes in here as a future Hall of Famer and he takes notes. So they start taking notes. But he fit right in. Like they're very careful in who they bring in. Do you think for for Frank, though, he kind of sees like this is, you know, you know he, he went from being a, a young dude playing in the NFL to obviously like this is the home stretch. This is, you know, I'm. I'm starting to see my way out of this game that he could potentially look at himself as a, some sort of defensive coach, a linebackers coach or whatever, you know, I, down the road. It was kind of his role last year. Right. When young guys out like Karloff does, especially Tom Ali helped him out in the off season. Right. You know, right. Then he can play. He sat there, helped him with jujitsu and everything else. Do you feel like, uh, for, uh, Frank, uh, 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 the shark Clark back would be great. In the postseason, yes. In the postseason. If he can help and the guys like him being around and he helps the guys out coaching-wise, you know, helping the younger guys out, helping Felix out, yeah, you know, get acclimated to it. But I, I think he'd be a nice addition. It wouldn't cost you anything. And it's a guy that knows the system and a guy that the teammates like. So, so yes, so I'd be for it. So you're cool with Clark coming back, not worried about picking up a receiver? I'm always going to be worried about receiver, but it's got to be the right fit. Got to be the right guy. Yeah, how do you? Situation. It's not going to be like Jerry Judy. The Broncos aren't going to do business. Right. And Hunter Renfro with the Raiders, like they're not going to do business uh, with the Chiefs. But we'll see how it's going to go through. We'll take a timeout. We'll talk more about this defense before something that's driving me nuts at the end of the hour next. Hey, this is Brett Veach, and you're listening to the official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. And welcome back, Jay Binkley. James producing the operation Nivens, 99 The Rock. Hey. Sitting in here, we're usually uh, talking uh, some beer with some little yeah, breweries yeah, yeah. at this point. Uh, they would have won last night with Butker, just three field goals. That is so <laughs> yeah. nice to have. Because last year he was hurt there in the Arizona game. He just nailed, the same, but he named four of them. How many hit four he last He won at 60 yards. The wind was swirling. That was wild. I mean, and he had plenty of room to go on that 60. That is, yeah. Where you can just trot him out there and you get the three. I thought that was fantastic. Chiefs are good for that every time. I heard Josh uh, talking about it. He was he was underneath the goalpost and said it cleared it by a good ten yards. So he he could have hit a seventy yarder, old butt kicker. That was good to have. I mean, you it's a nice a it's a nice pickup. It's a old, great pickup. Old Butker and uh, Winchester. Yeah, it's solid. Two guys that uh, preceded Mahomes. There's only four guys, and there are two of them. Who are the other two? Jones and Kelsey. Jones, sure, of course, yeah, that's right. Duh. That's the four guys that were here before he was. That's it, huh? That's it. Wow. They have flipped the roster. That's a wild turnover. 49 new guys. And then you had, right Na- you had, had Nagy that was here and then gone and back again. Back again. So I guess five, right? Like the Patriots. Just you can say that. Gone, then comes back, Reed. gone again. You count Reed. Hmm? Reed's been here. Oh, Reed's been here the whole right. time. So you, I mean, you count those guys, too. Yeah. yeah. Probably someone that works for the Chiefs for the last 25 years. Count them, too. Man, this is amazing uh, what he's done since 2013. Cause I remember doing that post in 2012, and uh, Rich Baldinger was the co-host in that post game. Yeah. And I even looked at him at one point and said, I don't know if I need an analyst anymore. I kind of need a therapist. <laughs> right. Yeah, there was, there was some dark times for the, uh, for the, the, the Chiefs uh, uh, many, many moons ago. But it's, but it's nice. like, who, who's the best team? I mean, you want to say it's Miami when they had the 70 points because everybody's worried about that offense. And last yeah. night, there was a common question. What are we going to do when the Chiefs are facing an offense uh, like the Dolphins? Can you keep up? And the question is, I think the defense uh, do can. you want to keep up with them? Or can the defense slow them down enough to where the offense can score enough to get you by? They score 24 and a half points a, a game. Can the defense slow them down? That's what you hope for. And, but then Miami the following week goes and gets blasted by the Bills. Yeah. The Bills go to London, lose to the Jags, which I still think is silly when you're playing a team that's been over there two straight weeks. But 
Regardless, they go over there and they lose. I, I do think that the NFL has been so topsy, more topsy-turvy this year than I think I've really ever seen it. With expectations, Chiefs notwithstanding, obviously. But when you you know, you know talk about what the Bengals were supposed to be up to this year, and they kind of look like the Bengals of, of, of pre-Burrow, right? And, and they, they were 0-2 last year, and they found they, a way to they did turn circle around. the wagon, so to speak, and make it to the AFC title game. The Bills, obviously, with what's going on with them, you just mentioned. You know, I don't know. You know, when I was when that whole when that whole uh, Dolphins over um, Broncos thing happened, that was the same weekend as we all know that uh, Swifties uh, joined the NFL. Right, that was the same day that Taylor Swift showed up for the first time at Arrowhead, and I was down at my my favorite watering hole right by my house, Rhythm and Booze. Right, I, I give them a shout out whenever I can. I was getting my wings. I like from there, I like dropping them in for thirty minutes. You do like their wings? I do like it. I do a thirty-minute drop time because I really like to just chew the hell out of them. And bone there, in. There was a yeah. There was a whole bunch of guys that were talking about that Broncos uh, lost to the Dolphins, and now man, they beat them by fifty points. And one guy walked in. He didn't believe him. Pull out his phone. He was like, "Damn, you, you're not lying. Fifty points." And I and I asked him. I said, it's, "That's a hell of a beatdown. Are you buying the Dolphins hype?" And everyone said, "Nah." No, I mean, it's the Broncos. It was all like, yeah, it's just the Broncos. Like, I mean, come on, it's just the Broncos. So I think people know that Miami is a, a team to be obviously aware of, and, and you're very conscientious about what they can do. But are they, are they, are they more sizzled than steak right now? It's, it's, it's up to Tua. Tua right now leads the NFL in passing yardage. Okay. Mahomes number two, but Tua if he can stay consistent, that turned over. He's been playing extremely consistent. Right. If he stays on the field, because there's questions whether he's going to play or not. Right. Coming in this year. So, obviously, when teams lose their starting quarterback, I mean, who's who's actually going to be good um, when you lose your starting quarterback? Not going to say, but Miami's defense um, took a hit with Ramsey yeah. when he was out. But I love that offense they have, but can that offense slow down? And then can you be consistent? Like right. going up and getting blasted by the Bills is not showing consistency. Now, the NFC... It's pretty easy. You the NFC? Honestly, you can honestly say it's going to be the Niners or Eagles in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, I, unless something crazy happens in the NFC. Unless you, the Lions find a way to I mean, the, the Lions, the, the, I mean, you know, look, you're looking at, obviously, uh, 49ers and Eagles are both 5-0. Oh. <coughs> Excuse me. But the Lions. <coughs> Excuse me. The Lions are 4-1. and one. Even the Buccaneers are 3-1. and one. Even this, I mean, that, that <laughs> the Seahawks are 3-1 and one as well. So, like, it's. The NFC to me, how do you call it right now? I don't think you can. I think I think everything in the NFL currently is is too hard to call, right? Like it really is. Like, sure, the Panthers are zero and five, right? The Bears are one and four. The Cardinals one and four. The Giants one and four. So you're not. I don't think you have a whole lot of expectations from any of those. But looking at the Eagles, do I say the Cowboys? I mean, are they gonna? I mean, well, right now the they're only third. Teams, they're only third and two. Right now the three. season in the day, which clearly is a lot of season to play. Yeah. So it'd be Kansas City being the one seed. So it'd come through Arrowhead Stadium, then Miami, then Pittsburgh. Believe it or not, as crappy as they wow. have third worst defense in the NFL. Then Jacksonville. Yeah. Then the wild cards would be Indy. They'd be the fifth seed. Baltimore would be the sixth, and Buffalo would be the seventh. It's too early. Way down the line in 10th would be the Bengals. We're five, six games into the season, I know, folks. I'm just saying it's if at the end of the it's, day, it's too the Colts would be the fifth seed. But we're not doing a 12-game season anymore. I know, it's <laughs> that, crazy that, thinking that, about it. We're not doing, did we ever do a 12-game season? I don't know. Like, we're not doing it. We're, we're still a good, we're we're probably a month out from having this conversation. Oh, I agree with you, but it's always fun. For real. Look. Yeah, it's yeah, fun yeah. To look at. Yeah, but I mean, I think we're probably like realistically a yeah, month. Yeah, way too early. A month out from having the real conversation of how we think this could potentially shake out. No, I'm with you on that. We come back. There's something I saw that uh, drove me nuts, and I think you're going to like it. And hopefully you won't like what this person was doing, but I think you'll like what they were doing, but not. Anyway, I'll explain it next. This is Trent McDuffie, and you're listening to the official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back. Happy Friday. Trent McDuffie, he has three forced fumbles. Yeah. They How about that, dude? upsetting the offense, upsetting him up at St. Joe because they kept pounding the ball. As soon as the play was done, they'd still pound the ball. Well, it's starting to reap the uh, benefits of that. Well, how many uh, rookies did they start last year on defense? Well, they had five that played in the five Super Bowl. Five that played. Started. Trey McDuffie got a lot of time. Jalen Watson, Joshua yeah. Williams. Love it. Nazi Johnson, who got hurt this year. Right. Played a lot on, on that team last year. Brian Cook 
of the safeties will the fab five. I'm loving it. I am loving it, man. I think that's, I think that's probably to see a bunch of defensive guys just doing great on, on for the chiefs. I think that's super sexy. All right. So here's the deal that kind of drives me nuts. Okay. And you'd appreciate this because I think a lot of people are listening to you. Okay. Um, the AirPods thing, right? Everybody does it now. There for a while, nobody did, but everybody talked, you know, people started talking with it. Yeah. You could talk to them. Yeah. And they'd be walking down the aisle in a grocery store and start talking. And you're like, hey, what are you <laughs> thinking they're talking to you? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. They're just used to it because everybody does it. And my phone doesn't have the uh, thing you plug in the headset anymore, which kind of sucks. Cause right. Because I have to. Any of your AirPods. Oh man! When they when they made the move from like having the the plug in thing like, to I like, like the plug in. Now you you can you can get a you can get a set of headphones that plugs into your USB port thing there yeah, or whatever. I'm not gonna mess with that. Come on, old man. I'm not gonna mess with that. Do you so, yell yeah. at people to get off your lawn too? No, I just use AirPods. You know. <laughs> so I I'm at the gym. Okay. And instead of just dude having AirPods in. Dude decided to play music really loud on his phone. Oh, no. While he's lifting weights. No. So we all heard it. No. We all heard his songs. Unacceptable. Look, you suck it up and you take whatever pop rocks music's coming out over the... uh, the, uh, the... I mean, to play your own stuff is pretty ballsy. I don't know who you are, pal, but listen, we have to have a little... You have to have a little come to Jesus on that one. That is is unacceptable. So what is unacceptable? Yes. No one... Look, no one wants to listen to your garbage... And even if it's good stuff, no one wants to listen to it. I mean, I'm looking at James right I now. He doesn't even want to listen to us. Speakers in, and that's really nuts. But this phone was bad enough. No, nah, that's that's. It was right over there. He's like, did you just walk blaring. up to him and let him know? Like, I didn't do anything. You should have. You should have gotten in. His, you should have been like, listen. I, I don't bother people. It's like, whatever, man. Just do your deal. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna badmouth you on the radio. I think I was watching. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think I was watching something sports wise. I was on my uh, uh, through. Uh, the app or whatever, I was watching something and I had ears, but I could hear it. Like I okay. could hear in the background, yeah. I could hear the music. Yeah, I think that's unacceptable. I think that you have every right as a. Uh, Even if they're listening to Nivens. Uh, that, yeah, especially if you're listening to me. Especially. Turn that garbage <laughs> off. Look, I think you, as an upstanding citizen, uh, people recognize you. They know who the one and only Jay Binkley is. You could just walk up and be like, listen, I don't want to make this a big deal. But do you know who I am? Oh, Romberg. <laughs> I have many leather-bound books. My place smells of rich mahogany. You're Nivens, though, man. You're the one that everybody loves. I don't know about that. I text that. you all the time saying, hey, man, I got another listener of yours. I appreciate that. I think They're I, all over. I, I, I like cockroaches. You can't get rid of them. <laughs> you can't get rid of them. They just multiply. Oh, man. I don't know if I should be flattered Team by Nivens. that or what. Oh, I'd be flattered by it because uh, it means ratings. Cockroaches have ratings. It is nice. It is nice to to be listened to for sure because that's like the name of the game and what we do, right? Radio wise, is to hope that people tune in. And yeah, of course, uh, you know what AM radio does. So it helps out with the uh, yep. again, James. Waiting for that porno music, man. You know the brown chicken, brown cow. <laughs> Anytime. I don't think we have that in the system. It there is. If you look inside of our of our music library catalog, there is like uh, adult music or something along those. To the lines. Odyssey deal. Yeah. I've I've used it before. I can bring it up right now. Have you really? Yeah, let me. All right, I'll tell you. We got. I got a little bit of time. I'm gonna have to. I will have to bug out of here shortly because I gotta go. Uh, I gotta make my way to the store for my wife. But uh, let me see if I can find something. Let me see. If you give me a second, and I'll find you something before All I get right. out of here. Well, I, we're definitely interested in that. But uh, yeah, I just I just thought I'd bring it up because it was like Nivens be the perfect person to talk to this about because I could see you doing something like that. D- doing what? Listening to your own music. <laughs> But like in terms of listening to my own show, I you know the, the, not, not you, but just listening to music. Oh no, no, absolutely not. You know the earpods. No way. I have I have never done that. I've I've gone before to a gym. It's been a while since I've been to the gym, but I've done that where I've gone in there and gone. I forgot my headphones, and you just suck it up. You suck it up, and you just listen to whatever's being played at the gym overhead, and you just go, hey, you know what? This is my fault. This is this is my doing. I forgot the stuff, and you just you. you but to to ruin other people's experience when they're having a good time working out. Well, I listen to earpods a lot watching college football, like on Saturdays, because you watch, you know, you have the sound on one TV, uh-huh. and you, you watch another one, you put the uh, earpod in yeah. so you can hear that one. So it's kind of confusing, and it kind of gives you a headache because you listen to two things at once. But sometimes with college football, when they play so many damn games at the same time, right. which I love it because the 230 window is always awesome, the 630 window is always awesome. 
as well. But sometimes it's just choices. Then you're flipping around with other channels. So you're watching at least three games at once, sometimes four. Okay. So I got, here you go. Ready, James? Give me some audio on this. I think it's ready to go. Here we go. Ready, Bink? Ready. Tell him about, where's my audio? You got to, I think his, his computer might be down. No, I got it up. I'm waiting on James. <laughs> <laughs> but, all right, pun intended. I got it up. Where you at, James? Come on, man. You don't know. It should be a, you don't see it over there? should be there. I got my music up. Nimbus wants to play his, uh, yeah. his uh, music. It's, yeah, it, it's main, It's called Main Squeezy Freeze. <laughs> that's main a, Squeezy Freeze? That's what it says. The Odyssey uh, Music it, uh, Library? Yeah. He doesn't know. He, did anybody train this cat? I oh, feel, man, I feel we, bad well, for nobody him. Nobody does this. <laughs> it's just me playing sports clips. All right. Right. Right, so you play sports clips over there. How come I can't play anything? Anyway, we here? need to take time. When we come All back. Right. My conversation with James Palmer is Frank Clark coming back to Kansas City. National Probably. media seems to think he is. I'm out of here. From James, for, uh, uh, I appreciate Palmer you. next. Nivens, thanks for stopping by. Enjoy the store. Uh, I'll try to get your music here later. All right, goodbye. See you guys in a minute. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. It's touchdown, Kansas City, when you sell your home to RexBuysKC.com. I am Mitch Holtz's voice of the Chiefs, and no company pays more than Rex, with instant cash offers and your money in as little as seven days. That's right, Mitch. I'm Rex, owner of RexBuysKC.com, your locally owned home buyer. We'll buy any house regardless of condition. Distressed or damaged homes, it doesn't matter. Call us now at 816-330-6000 for the best offer and instant cash. Score a touchdown, Kansas City with Rex, and get a fair, honest deal. Facing divorce, bankruptcy, thousands in repair bills, needing to move fast, being foreclosed, or just wanting cash fast. Then contact Rex now to get your money in as little as seven days. We help homeowners solve their problems with options on how they can sell their home. We have no fees, no closing costs, no commissions, no open houses. We buy your house as is. Sell your home today worry and hassle-free, no matter what the condition, and get your money in as little as seven days. Call us right now at 816-330-6000 or go online to rexbuyskc.com and let us buy your home today. It's time for the Fall Hall at Northern Tool and Equipment. Get your hands on tough tools at prices that are tough to ignore. Got plans? Cancel them. Trucks in the shop? Borrow someone else's. Don't like saving money. Right. So head to the Fall Hall at Northern Tool. Back up the truck for the season's biggest event and save on generators, power tools, trailers, and more. Shop in-store or at northerntool.com. We're made for this. Coughing, chest congestion, forget cold and flu season. Make this your comeback season with Mucinex DM. One dose of Mucinex DM lasts three times longer than typical four-hour liquids. Get 12 hours of relief from cough and chest congestion. So whatever the game plan, you'll be ready to tackle the entire day. Available at your local pharmacy. Make this your comeback season. For savings tips and resources, visit Mucinex.com. Mucinex DM has 12 hours of relief for chest congestion and cough. Nothing lasts longer among OTC cold and cough medications. Use as directed. Hey, it's Travis Kelsey. This is Taylor Swift. You're listening to the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. KCSP Kansas City, WDAFHD2 Liberty, always live on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back, 8 o'clock hour. Jay Binkley and James producing the operation. Thanks, Nivens, for stopping by. Uh, James, did you uh, did you have a lot of fun with the game last night? Did you, uh, did you intently watch football? Do you like watching football with other people, or do you like watching it by yourself? I, I mean, I like to hang out with people, for sure. But if I'm, like, watching the game, like, as a job or, you know, looking into like the details of the game i prefer it by myself i'm the same way people think it's a little i've always been that way though i mean here i just kind of isolate myself and sit here and watch it uh, isaac uh, i'll watch it with him from time to time he produces the uh, post game show and i'll sit in here and watch him but uh, typically i don't because uh, i mean growing up i didn't exactly act like an adult when i'm watching games a lot of pounding the floor pounding the walls whatever i've uh, I had some issues. I had some issues. But one of the issues is uh, Frank Clark is going to come back 
and play for the Chiefs or not. Again, this would be a very minimal signing. Financially, gets along with the Chiefs. I did ask James Palmer about that. We talked a lot about the Chiefs defense. What's the national perspective of it? James Palmer, of course, from NFL Network. He was assigned to Kansas City, as he is quite a bit. James Palmer uh, covers the Chiefs uh, quite a bit. And the one good thing about it is he'll be here again uh, when the Chiefs play the Chargers uh, coming up next weekend. But I had an opportunity to catch up with James Palmer uh, earlier tonight. James, uh, did you have fun in Kansas City last night? Could I, I mean, I cover a lot of games at Arrowhead, and I, I spend a lot of money on top coats, <laughs> a lot of money on uh, what to wear in January uh, and December. That was like a perfect football evening. What it? Uh, just, it was unbelievable. Considering I started staying on the sidelines sometime around 1030 in the morning, uh, it was a long day at Arrowhead, but it was a beautiful day uh, at Arrowhead. It was an it was an awesome day for football, in all honesty. And James, you've really been around here for the whole ride. You you go back to 2019. Mm-hmm. You've been you've been along uh, for the ride with Kansas City and basically the career of Patrick Mahomes and everything else. And we know what kind of a, a stadium advantage that can be with the noise level that it has. Did you ever sit there and wonder as you're watching Mahomes throw touchdown passes that man, if this team had a defense. What would it be like with this place and this noise? Back to the days of making Elway frustrated with the noise level. But are we are we a defensive team now here in Kansas City? I I don't think you should be upset to say it. I, I think you got a really, really good defense. You have a really fast defense in Kansas City. And they know what players they want. And this is what happens, you know, really when, when you have – I know Brett Beach has known Andy Reid for how long? I mean, man, back when he was getting him coffee in Philadelphia. Yeah, I mean, he knows what Andy wants. And, and yeah, he knows what Andy wants, and they see the game now the same way, and you know what type of players you want. And when you have a number of drafts where you go and now look at this defense, like you knew you had Patrick Mahomes, and it almost seems like, all right, he, he's probably going to be able to carry our group, right? He's the best player on the planet. Let, let's put some assets on this other side of the ball and see what happens. And most of these guys that are playing in this defense were drafted by this team, right? And, and a yep. lot of them are, are high draft picks. And now you have two really, really good corners. Trent McDuffie is like, he's built a little different than the rest of the guys in the secondary. Uh, and that's to my point, right? They know what they're looking for. I mean, you go look at their corners warm up pregame. They all look the same. I mean, they know what type of players they want. And this is an advantage you have when you have consistency and continuity. And, you know, that's an advantage in the NFL. And so you got two great corners. You got really athletic, fast linebackers. And why? Because you're usually up, right? You're usually playing yeah. with a lead. Teams are in two-minute drills for a repeated amount of time. And they got linebackers that can fly. And now they've taken it, in my opinion, to, to another level. And, and being at the game yesterday and talking to some guys, it, you know, when you can get Drew Tranquil and you can get Mike Edwards, <laughs> those little type of picks, those small, like, under-the-radar free agent signings that aren't the big first-day splashes, that's when, you're, that's when good organizations make good moves. Yeah. I mean, like, they didn't miss a beat when Nick Bolton went out for, like, three, was it three games, I think? Yeah, three games. When Nick Bolton – yeah, when Nick Bolton missed, they didn't miss a beat. Why? Because, like, you went and got a, a starting caliber player that's market for some reason had dipped. You evaluated him really well. You evaluated him high, and he went and made a move on him. And those type of things get you through little stretches where you lose key players like a Nick Bolton where Drew Tranquil comes in, and now they're just trying to – I mean, he played so well. They're just trying to find snaps for him. Like, like how can we get this guy on the field? And it's hard to, and that's a perfect sign. Of that you got a lot of talent on your defense when you're trying to find guys snaps. Yeah, and, and now they get to add uh, Charles Dominiu. So now Charles Dominiu yeah, comes, comes back off the suspension. Yeah, so yeah. they add him to the equation, and he'll be with this defense. He had five rookie defensive backs playing in the Super Bowl last year. So, you know, the Chiefs were up against it. They actually had to get guys in the sixth round, the seventh round that had, they had to perform for the Chiefs. And Pacheco, mm-hmm. they had to get they had to get them to perform, but the defense is fun to watch. They're number two, and they, yeah, there's a whole weekend of football still to be played. Some teams, the buys started last weekend, but they're number two in scoring defense and number five in total defense. I never thought we'd say, see the day where we could say that about this defense because I always wanted to see what Mahomes could do with the top 10 defense. Now what can Mahomes do uh, with the top five defense? It's uh, interesting. And, and James, one guy that people are talking about, Frank Clark. Now, you're not going to always rely on Frank Clark during the regular season. I think people in Kansas City know that. I, I noticed a lot of, of difference with Frank Clark last year at training camp, uh, the, the previous year. I mean, he was really helping George Karloftis and the rookies, and he was kind of a coach down there after practice, you know, helping these guys out. And it was fun to watch. 
but he's you know third all time in postseason sacks, and he comes at a, at a price tag that it's extremely, extremely affordable. The locker room already likes him. Chris Jones like him, likes him. The problem is once the Chiefs say goodbye to you, they don't bring you back, and they've kind of had that history with Justin Houston, Kareem Hunt, you name it. Once they leave, they don't come back. But I am interested in Frank Clark because all the tea leaves are starting to point to maybe he has a return for Kansas City, which I think they'd use him sparingly, but they'd really amp him up in the postseason. I would say you don't want to say their history plays a role in this one. Okay. Uh, I, and I would also say that I don't think Chris Jones likes him. I think Chris Jones absolutely loves him and has been begging for him to come back. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Uh, I think that's probably the more accurate way to say yeah. it about Chris. And I think, you know, Chris, Chris and Frank have a great relationship. And obviously, like, in terms of just people together, but they also on the field have a great relationship. And I think that's what Chris is talking about. And that's that's kind of what Chris is looking for because no slight to George Karloftis or, or, you know, the rookie pass rusher or, or you know, Felix Uzama or anybody, anything like that. Like I, he knows how to play off of Frank and, and Frank knows how to play off of him. And I think that's the part that he's, he wants back. Cause there are a lot of things like we say, like, yeah, I know Frank turns it up in the postseason, and you know what I mean? And, 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 and there's are things though that aren't in the stat sheet that he does in terms of the pass rush that frees Chris up to do things. Right. You know, and there's things that they do to play off one another to help each other because they have such a great feel for how the two of them work with one another. It actually was it's, it's similar and in, in different in, in a sense. But like if you remember Denver, when they had a really, really great defense a bunch of years ago and they just came to mind because this game just happened, the way Derek Wolf and Vaughn Miller used to play off each other so well. Yep. And Derek Wolf used to free up Vaughn to do a lot of different things. And, and it's, it's a little bit different, obviously, skill sets with, with the two guys we're comparing. But the way their relationship works on the field is similar. And so if I was to guess a landing spot, I would say Frank Clark landing with the, the Chiefs would be my leader in the clubhouse. Um, this has been something uh, I think Kansas City's kind of kept an eye on, uh, in my opinion. Um, it wasn't a great fit, and I think that's why they kept an eye on, because Frank is not a, a Sam linebacker like he was playing in, in Denver, it wasn't a perfect fit. They kind of reached because he had an injury to Baron Browning. And, you know, he likes to put his hand in the ground and play, you know, in a 4-3. And, you know, it's nothing really fit in Denver at all. And so he took a lot less, you know, he took some money off the table and gave it back. So he was more <laughs> uh, more desirable. And yeah. if that doesn't fit like I want to go to the place um, that I want to go to, um, yeah, I'll say this. Chris yelled at me when he ran off the field, though, and <laughs> I'm going to get Frank here by Monday. So. <laughs> We'll see what happens. Yeah, I saw your interview. I saw it was a classic interview you had with Chris Jones after the game, and he had a great one with Frank Clark back in 2019. Yeah, Frank had a couple. Yeah, you you yeah. had a great one with Frank. But here's the thing about it, though, James, the way it makes sense to me. I know they haven't really brought players back, but he is different because Andy Reid and him have a special relationship. Uh, he and Chris Jones they have do. a special relationship. So when that locker room already likes you, because the Chiefs are big in the culture, and if players mm -hmm. can fit right, it's kind of like when they brought Terrell Suggs in a few years ago. They knew the guys kind of respected him, yeah. and looked at his work ethic and stuff like this. Suggs didn't even do that much. <laughs> He's just there to. No, just his influence. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so they, they took notes because they even admitted that they got notepads out and started to look at what Terrell Suggs uh, was doing. But it's a big culture team. Uh, so I, I think Frank would fit in. But I never forget your interview with him a couple years ago. <laughs> Um, it, was, oh, yeah. it was it was outstanding. That was a good one. Now, when you see yep. these receivers and whatnot, though, you know they they can't go out and get everybody. Like you can't do that in the NFL. You can't just go out and get everybody you want because everybody's got the same salary cap, and you can't do it. How difficult is it what they're doing? Because we see so many teams be really good, and then the next year they're not. For the Chiefs, to, it's up to like the stat that's out there, James. It's thirty nine straight games where they've either won. Or lost less or by no more than four points. That's never happened in the NFL. Mm -hmm. It happened like with the 1940 Bears and the 1965 Packers. But 39 straight, it's still going. They've had 11 years now of uh, five uh, game winning streaks in a row. And it's still going. Mm -hmm. That streak in seven was the previous. It, it's unbelievable what they're doing. But the market consistency, when everybody's changing and coming at you, what you're doing. Andy Reid's won coach of the year one time. It was like back in 2002, but to stay consistent as he is, how difficult is that, James? When you look at the different teams, you see him really good one year and not so good the next. How good is it to stay on top of the mountain like the Chiefs? 
<laughs> it's really hard. I mean, and Andy could go, I mean, I don't think Andy cares about Coach of the Year awards, but he could all have a conversation with Bill Belichick about how many he's won, which is <laughs> extremely low as well. Um, I, Bill might have one or two, in all honesty, uh, yeah. himself. And so it, staying on top, is, is it's very difficult. And staying on top, uh, 100%, I'll just say it, coincides with your quarterback. I mean, it, we're seeing it. I brought up Belichick. We're seeing it in New England right now. I mean, they're 26 and 30 since Tom Brady left. Yeah. And they had 20 years of dominance with Tom Brady. And that, I mean, I'm not knocking Bill Belichick and saying it was all Brady, but when you have a great coach and a, and a generational, you know, arguably, I mean, you could say Pat's the best player on the planet right now. And Tom's the greatest player of all time. Uh, and when you pair that with a hall of fame coach, consistency has a very larger likelihood than other places. When you have to rotate, when you have to find a new quarterback and you have to go and, and win with that, I mean, People in Kansas City might not like me saying this. It's honestly, in my opinion, what Howie Roseman has done, more impressive over the last probably six years than what the Chiefs have done. Because he, he paid a quarterback, and it fell flat on their face. And they changed coaching staffs twice and changed quarterbacks and went to a Super Bowl and won a Super Bowl. Like, that's really hard to do, like to flip your roster and, change, and miss on a quarterback and give them a, give them a monster contract and then, you know, have to trade him away. And then, I mean, and you have consistency at the quarterback position and the head coaching position. It just clears up so many other problems. Like you started this with, you know, the offense. Like Pat can make so many different things better around him, everyone better around him. You, he is at the point now, and guys on the, on the coaching staff say this, he, he's a coach on the field. And, and he is at that point already in his career where he's literally coaching guys on the field himself. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's such a bonus that other teams don't have. This consistency that, that Andy's on is, is remarkable, in all honesty, dating back to Philadelphia, too. I mean, there's really like a dud year in there, and that's like it. Like, he wins all the time. And what he's done in Kansas City and built in Kansas City, I don't see slowing down at any time because now, like you said, like you can put – and I said, like you can put resources on the defense when you have a quarterback like that. And my last comparison of it would be I'm interested to see how Patrick plays – knowing he has this defense as we continue to make this kind of like, or I continue to make this kind of like <laughs> comparison to the Patriots. You saw Tom change his game in certain seasons, right? They had a great run game. He'd hand it off all the time. Then there'd be other seasons. He'd throw it for 5,000 yards. There'd be years he knew they had a great defense and he would protect the hell out of the ball. And I'm kind of curious if Patrick kind of like looks at it that way, because I think they are wired the same, right? Like winning is before everything else. And championships are before everything else. And I'm, I'm, I'd like to have a conversation with, with Patrick, actually, and just be like, do you see that with the defense you have now? That maybe you don't take an extra chance or two. Because Pat's greedy at times, right? He loves to be. So it makes him great. But does he kind of like, I don't take this throw. Because if we have good field position, there's no way they're scoring. It, it, it's interesting, right? You can find yeah. different ways to win. And I think Andy's great at it. And I think Patrick's getting, becoming really, really good at it. I just really want to see what happens with a defense like this. And you put Mahomes out there more because the points per drive, uh, the Chiefs have always been either, you know, one or two. Mm -hmm. And since uh, Mahomes has been a starter, it's been crazy. Like but, but hopefully people, are it looks like they're starting to pay attention now, James, that, whoa, this defense at Kansas City is not like the old defense. Like Mahomes' first year, James, they scored 50 and lost. They scored 40 and lost yeah. his first MVP <laughs> season. I don't see that happening again. And people were last night on the postgame show were asking me, you know, stuff about it and like, hey, can the Chiefs, you know, keep up with the Miami Dolphins and stuff like that? And I was like, well, they're going in with a different defense. I don't know if they need to get in a score fest with anybody and both teams score 40. I, I think the game might be played a little bit differently. Yeah, exactly. I mean, their, their approach could be different. And, and like, I'm using New England as an example because this is kind of like that's a dynasty and everybody is kind of saying that this is on its way to one. Um, you can win different ways different years, and I think that's also great coaching. That's great team building. That's finding different ways that you can, you know, use your draft assets to make your team better in an area that maybe you've been lacking. Like, if you have Patrick that can make up for some of the ground and have young receivers around him, that are mostly draft picks and you don't reach on bringing in a big name free agent or whatever it is at a skill position. And you mentioned the, the, the cap issue with that as well. You can put a lot of resources on the defensive side of the ball. And now they're just deeper than they've really ever been, you know, on the defensive side of the ball. And it's kind of funny. And I talked to Chris about this, like yesterday, the defense usually, and this is, I think, good coaching starts so slow every year. 
I mean, I remember it was only a couple of years ago that I'm watching Tyron Matthew throw his helmet clear across the entire field at FedEx Field, yeah. and they were on pace to give up more yards per play than any team in NFL history, right? And that was like in week five or something. Like, it was such a terrible start. And then Spags gets some play and so good by the end of December and into the postseason. And the offense kind of carries them early. Right now it's kind of reversed, isn't it? Like, the yep. defense is hot out of the gates, and the offense is trying to find its stride. It's, it's, it's actually kind of cool to watch. I'm looking forward to uh, you interviewing Frank Clark in the postseason, James, because there's always there's a must-watch TV. You and Chris Jones and it Frank is. Clark, that's a pair, man. It is. It's my favorite thing. One of my favorite things covering the Chiefs in my entire life, honestly, is I was live on NFL Network outside of their hotel, <laughs> I think in my – I forget what city it was. Um, and I think it was in Miami. I think it was. And I was live outside of the hotel, and they're walking to the bus to go do their walkthrough at, um, at Hard Rock Stadium. And Frank yells while I'm on television, JP, I'm be talking to you tomorrow, man. Find me on the field. I, like, I remember. Hey, this is so great. And I we remember. did. And we totally did. I remember James yeah. Palmer. I love it. NFL Network, like I said, well, I watch it all the time. I don't think I've changed the TV. But uh, James Palmer, uh, James is also host of NFL Report, along with Steve Weich every Monday and Thursday, 6.15 Kansas City time on the NFL channel, available on the NFL app fast streaming platforms and nfl.com slash nfl channel james you're the best man i wish you the best of luck look forward uh, to your coverage um in the future my friend appreciate it enjoy the weekend with no uh chiefs football and a chief uh, w in your back pocket i think i'm coming back next sunday actually are you really i'll be there for the charges, for the charges. Yeah, 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 I think so. yeah all right good yeah. all right james we'll see you then there's james palmer from nfl network it is kind of fun i don't know how you feel james but it is kind of nice to sit back and just watch other teams when you when you're kind of like in the clubhouse, it's like golfing. You have the lead, and you're in the clubhouse, and then we can sit and watch all the other games because this is going to be college football day tomorrow. I'll go home and watch uh, Colorado Stanford tonight, and then college football day Saturday, then NFL starting in the morning because we have the London game as well. I like, I actually like those because I like waking up at eight thirty and watching the game. Now, if you're in the West Coast, that <laughs> bad boy starts at six thirty, man. So we'll see what happens there. We'll come back. We'll talk about Frank Clark. Uh, let me know what you think as well. 913-586-7610, the Jay Southland Toast Service text line. Would you take Frank back or not? I have. I see no problem in it. We'll talk about that next. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Here's another Outdoor America fishing tip presented by Wholesale Batteries, the right battery the first time. Here's the host of Outdoor America, Tommy Bench. Everyone knows I love throwing a fluke. It's literally my go-to bait. I love throwing a white Zoom Super Fluke. Usually I rig that up on 8 to 10 pound line, 4-odd Kamikatsu, light wire EWG. That's my choice right there. But not always get the hookup ratios that I desire. I get the bites, I just don't get the hookup ratios. Here's one way you can catch more fish in open water, because most of the time I'm fishing these, I'm fishing open water. Get you a number one, number two, little circle hook. Nose hook that thing, twitch it around, it has to be straight. But if you get that thing straight, your hookup ratio is going to be way better in the open water with that circle. Try that, and that'll get you more fish in the boat. And that's your tip of the week. Outdoor America with Tommy Bench. Heard every Saturday morning at 5 a.m. on 610 Sports Radio. Presented by Wholesale Batteries. This week, raise a glass to your home team's Tully Touchdown with Tullamore Dew, the original triple blended, triple distilled, smooth sipping Irish whiskey. When it's game time, it's Tully time. Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey, 40% alcohol by volume, imported by William Grant and Sons Incorporated, New York, New York. Made to shine. Real stories from Shane Company customers. So last week, my boyfriend said,